0: good morning. It's good to see everyone. All your smiling faces. Now you put your hands together for me. Now let's put our hands together for Jesus Christ. I am happy to be here. You're looking at me like, okay, I kind of remember him. I've seen him before. Some are like, huh, I've never seen him before. Uh, but we all have something in common. And we all love Jesus. Amen. And that's the one thing that always brings us together. No matter where you come from, no matter what your background is, Jesus died for all. Amen? Amen. Now, I gave this speech last time I was here. Y'all remember Brother Jeff Lord? Okay, there we go, all right, all right. Now, hopefully, there was a man, he was preaching, he took over a church, and he went into the church the first Sunday to minister the word, and he was coming from a church that talked back to him, and lively, this church, they were not too lively, they didn't talk back. He got up to minister the word, he said, how many know about Abraham? No one said anything. So he told them about Abraham. Then he went on. He said, how many know about Moses? No one said anything. So he told them about Moses. After two and a half hours of preaching, (laughs) he let them out of church, came back the next Sunday. He said, how many know about Paul? The church said, amen. Amen. In essence, what I'm saying is, preachers like to know you get it. <laughs> That's what he was getting at. But we know we have a t- little bit of time. I do want to honor your pastor, Pastor Eddie, in his absence and to the entire staff of this fine church. Come on, let's celebrate God for the staff you have here. <clears throat> a wonderful singing brother, Steve Hollis, and everyone in their respective places. Now, I'm not going to be too long. Um, We'll get you out in your normal time. We'll respect the time. But I want to have a talk. Uh, I guess I will deviate from my normal approach uh, of scripture to have this talk with you. Is that all right? but we're still gonna talk about the word. How many are just happy about knowing Jesus? We have some, I don't know, if I got confused. <laughs> because some just didn't move. <laughs> uh, sound man, is, is it loud out there, y'all hear me? Oh, okay, okay, so it's not them. How many are just happy about knowing Jesus? Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was weird. Uh, in the process of knowing Jesus, we're oftentimes given challenges, not just because we know Jesus, just because we live. As long as we breathe, We'll have challenges. As long as you and I are on this earth, something is going to bother us. Amen. But in the midst of all the challenges, what will we do? Now That's the question. What will we do? Now, I see some of y'all's faces. Y'all are like, OK, uh, you're going to be in the dark for a moment, but we'll get there together in Jesus name. Go, we're gonna have a scripture from Isaiah, chapter 40, uh, verses six. We're gonna talk about this thought. But a breath, so make an investment. But a breath, so make an investment. Let's pray for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this time, this opportunity you have allowed us to come here You have allowed us, O God, to visit this place, O God. Father, we ask you, O Lord, to touch us, move me out the way, and you step in the way. Let every thought be of yours, every word be of yours, in the name of Jesus. God of heaven, open open the hearts and the ears of your people, that they may hear and receive what you have to say. God of heaven, we bless your holy name, for what you're getting ready to speak into our hearts, what you're going to speak into our minds. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Amen. Life is filled with swift transition. One day you're here, then the next day you're gone. One day you're on the mountaintop, then the next day you're in the valley low. Every day that we live, we do not know what's going to be presented to us. We don't know if our health is gonna stay where it is. Get up one day feeling great, but by the end of the day, you could be in the ER. Is that real? One day, you wake up, every appliance in your home is working correctly, and then next thing you know, the weatherman says it's gonna be negative three then the heater goes out. Yes. <laughs> you go to start the car, and you find out that that battery doesn't have enough crank to turn over in this weather. Life is presented and given swift transition. but a breath. This is what life is. Life is for a moment. We think that we have forever to live, but at the end of the day, the average lifespan for a human being is around 72 years old. 72. Now, don't look at nobody and say, no, they ain't on their way out. We just <laughs> <laughs> oh. looked there and said, oh, honey, you, you ain't got that much long." No, <laughs> we're not saying that. It <laughs> doesn't matter if you have salt and pepper in your hair or if you dye it to, for us not to see the salt and pepper. That's black and white, you know. That's what that is. Life is still but a breath. Isaiah said this in the sixth verse, chapter 40. He said, a voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? This word, he says, all flesh is grass. And all its beauty is like the flower of the field. This is the English Standard Version. This is interesting because I understand what the exegesis and all that stuff is of that text. But let's just let's just uh, let's just talk practical today. In the season of the summertime, we give a lot of energy cutting our grass when it's raining. It's like every week we have to make sure that the grass is cut. And we give our energy, our time, to make sure that our yard looks nice. When when it's raining and the the grass is full of green, all the grass, there's no brown anywhere. It's beautiful. But the challenge is, is, the Bible says here that it's like the grass. It's constantly being cut. It's constantly getting our attention. But then when we come into this season, the grass is dead. Just that quick, the season has changed. And now, that which was alive is now dead. Are you here? So, in the summertime, we was looking at the beauty of the grass. We were admiring how straight our lines were in the grass. Yeah. Our Dixie chopper, how it we kept them bars together. Our zero turn was just right. Lines are perfect. If we would equate that to our health, our life, this is how quick it's gone. Three months later, grass is dead. If somebody is outside on their Dixie chopper right now cutting grass, (laughs) we would look at them kind of funny. Because we're saying, why are they doing this? That fast is gone. Breath is something that we know we have, but we don't see it until it's cold outside. Now, I'm not a science teacher, but when our breath hits that cold air, that's when we see it. But the evidence of our breath is that we are here today and we can inhale and exhale. That's how we know we have breath in our body. Some call it, they say it's a vapor. A vapor dissolves quickly. Now, hang out with me. We're going to get there. And you're saying, well, Brother Preacher, my breath is important to me. Okay, great. But some of us are in a place, or we know some people, they need assistance breathing. Oxygen is put on their nose. They carry their oxygen cases with them. Just to breathe. And then we can think about the times where we did not use or need assistance. We think about the time when our hair was not salt and pepper. We think about the time that it seems like when we got out of the bed there was no pains in our body. Things came together like we wanted them to, but then as we kept on living, it began to dissolve, it's but a breath. It's beautiful right now. You like what you have right now, but what are you doing with what you have? That's the question. And only you can give the answer. Then it says, the grass withers. The flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows on it, surely the people are grass. What wind or what breath, what is the wind blowing our way this time? The breath of God. And it says it's like the flower that fades. We see things when it begins to lose its color. Now, I'm married, and I know men, we we will wear something until it's just done. Now some of us have jeans that we've had for years. It used to be blue jeans, now they're just white jeans. Because it's faded. But to you, those jeans are comfortable. That's why you still have them. Go get ready to go out with your wife and you put those jeans on, she's, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. But at one time, those jeans had color to them. At one time, those jeans were full of color. But now in this day and time, it's gone. It faded away. This is what our life is. The more we live, the more our life fades away. Every day that we get up, our life is fading. You ever heard the saying, don't wish your life away when we're at work for eight hours and you're like, I can't wait to get off. Don't wish your life away. But you're ready to go home. And so now the question becomes, what do we do with our fading life? What have we done with our fading life? Because. It's but a breath. In the realm of God, God does not operate in time. God operates in eternity. Time is for you and I. Time is for us to have some type of sense. God is in eternity. So on this time that he has given us here on earth, as our life fades like the flower or the color, what are we doing? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 9 and 10. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. We make it our aim to please him. So in essence, what this writer is saying is, No matter where we go, we should be pleasing to the Lord. No matter what we do, we should be pleasing to the Lord. What do we do and how do we represent Christ in this breath? Are you here? In this breath, how do we represent Christ? How how does our life project that we are believers? They should be able to look at us and understand that there is something different about the way that we carry ourselves, because our aim, no matter where we are in Sullivan, Terre Haute or or, or any surrounding county, we're supposed to represent God. And so as we represent God, the, God has given each and every one of us some giftings. Your gift may not be to stand up here and preach, to sing, to be the administrator at the church, the pastor, whatever it is. That may not be your gift, but God giving you the gift to, to just love someone. God has maybe given you the gift to just to just. Speak to someone and smile in their face. What is the investment that we are going to leave in this world? In this breath, what are we investing? The gift, the gift. Anybody know a doctor that does surgery on himself? I was getting my hair cut the other day. And my barber was telling me how they go to another barber to get their haircut. And I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, they need haircuts too. And so, so, if we are gifted, in which we are, how is the gift that God has given us, how are we investing it into this world, and to this breath? How does God get the glory out of our lives? For we must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due. Oh, my. You mean to tell me I'm going to be judged by what I do? Yes. And did not y'all just read it? Did y'all read it? So now God says that I'm holding us accountable. I'm holding you accountable for what you do with the gift that I have given you. I'm I'm holding you accountable for the investment that you release in this breath. Oh, man, that's rough, preacher. Hey, that's the word. Whether we do good or evil. He's going to judge us. What will be said about you when they lay you across the front of the church or the front of the mortuary? What will they say? That, that's the reality of our lives because everyone wants to make an impact. But now we have to begin to search and seek God for how we can be an impact in this breath. In this breath, in this time that God has given us, Lord, how can I leave my investment? Can I speak to someone and speak into their life and tell them, God does love you, Jesus loves you? When we're at work, are we able to, to, to identify and still be a Christian? Do the words that we speak, are they life or death? What is the investment that we release in this breath? This life is only but a moment. What will we do for Christ? See, this Saturday, I'm getting ready to go bury my auntie. I have stuff, inbox on my Facebook. Happy New Year, nephew. I see you soon. I love you. I love you too, auntie. That's the auntie I used to hang out with. Drink coffee and talk, watch movies. Her love impacted me. Her love impacted the whole family. So in this breath, her love that she showed was the investment. She allowed me to stay in her home. Now, every niece and nephew didn't get to do that. But she allowed me to stay in her home. What we have in us from Christ is huge. This thing is bigger than you and I. Because when you and I are off the scene, it still goes on. How come we don't want to leave an investment for something that is bigger than us? We all want to be a part of something big, and we are. If we understand that in the kingdom, we can make an impact with someone out on the street. That, that, that person, the, the drug addict that we all know whether it be in our family or out of our family, how can we love them? Now, now what we can't do, we can't be impatient. Just because we speak the word doesn't mean they're always going to change right then and there. But sometimes consistent and constant love is the very thing that can draw some people out of the mess that they're in. I'm glad I got one amen and a couple head shakes. The word today is challenging us to to make us to ask ourselves, what are we doing in this breath? What are we doing in this moment? Say, Lord, are you pleased with me? Jesus comes at this very moment. Have we left the impact? Have we left an investment? This life is but a breath. So make an investment. In God's eyes, this is all we have done. And we're gone. What are we doing for the kingdom? What are we doing for Crossroads? What are we doing for Jesus Christ to make a difference in someone's life? What is the investment that we are ready to make or willing to make that someone else may know Christ? Stay patient. As you love them, as you help them, you have to stay patient because at the end of the day, it was grace and mercy that brought us through. Y'all got to say amen real loud on that. Amen. Because all of us are recipients of grace and mercy. Bow your heads. Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we come. God of heaven, Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this moment. God, I pray, O oh Lord, that this word has become our reality. Father, I pray, O oh Lord, that this word has touched us, oh God strengthen us O oh god help us to see what it is you have called us to do transform us O oh god that we can go out and minister your word that we can be the examples that we need to be and we bless your holy name in jesus precious name we pray amen